It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 163 for October. Uh, I I did my back like a fortnight ago and I've spent most of the time on the floor. We have uh, daylight savings, which has happened. Like I have no concept of time anymore. Yeah, you're sitting. <laughs> Very precarious. <laughs> that's good. Shouldn't you be like, like a wooden board or something? Well, I've been, I've literally spent most of my time on the floor or on my side with a heat pack on my back. So um, I'm old. Ben, mm, okay. enjoy enjoy your youth and your health while you can. Because I have fleeting. months left in my twenties, so I'll I'll cling to them because I can see what happens at the end of your thirties. You just deteriorate. Well, yeah, oh, pre- precisely. Yeah. Well, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Steve Wright from Survivor. I'm Ben Tolter from Survivor, and we're here to talk about an Xbox Series X because you have one. Yes, and that's why we're doing a video. So apologies if we're shit at this. I certainly will be. Um, should I just hold it up right now? Yeah. Yeah, not? I mean, it's in the background too because that light box behind you is the right size and that's it. It's too far behind me to actually reach because of said back problems. And also this is like fairly chunky, so um, I don't want to drop it. But yeah, mm. it's, it's they call it a fridge. It looks fridge-like. Looks like a fridge. There it is, and people have been asking for comparisons. So, oh my God, I'm so terrified. I'm going to drop this, but I'm not going to. Uh, here is an Xbox 360 case. Wow. Like I don't understand how that's yeah. going to help you compare it, but whatever. And here's an Xbox uh, One case, which is slightly smaller. You get some scale. You could it's... stack two. If you can fit two cases on top of each other in your entertainment unit, you can fit an Xbox Series X in there. I Precisely. cannot actually. Well, yeah, like I can fit it. Um, can I talk about these things? Yes, I can fit it in my entertainment unit like this on its side. And it has um, little, you probably can't see them, like little f- nubby feet, like little rubbery feet. It's hard to tell. I don't know if you're going to see them. Oh, you can do if I do that. Oh, yeah, there you go. So little uh, nubby feet that will let you sit it down. But that means really if it's in, in your entertainment unit, you have to sit it down like this. So it's going to be okay. blowing the air out the top to the right. So well, that's that good to know because indicates... I need to swap my system. I've got my Xbox on the left, so it needs to go on the right side where there's, a, ex- there's a gap in the thing. That's exactly my problem downstairs. Um, upstairs, I don't think I can actually detail why this isn't sitting where the light box is. That's where I planned for it to go. It's actually, you can't really tell, um, like down where I'm pointing at. Um, for reasons that I don't think I can actually say yet. It's nothing horrible bad. It's just like logistics, I suppose. So this is it. Um, I can't show it to you turned on, but I've made a whole bunch of videos with it turned on and games and stuff. So <laughs> it you does can work, right? Yes, it does work. This is the power button, but I literally can't there show you me. I can't click it with the power connected to it with this I'm... new preview nda i don't know why i'm irrationally annoyed that when i have this lying down horizontal the xbox logo is going to be sideways like come on like it's meaningless it doesn't mean anything but it's just it annoys me a little bit and if you wanted to put it to the left so it's, it's facing <laughs> the other way like it doesn't work and i don't well, know if, i guess you could put it down on a thing that isn't the feet but i don't know if i would recommend that anyway the, so semantics, yeah, i wouldn't do that really. you'd have the disk drive on top i don't think so also, this is the new controller. It looks very much and feels very much like an old controller, but it's got this D-pad uh, thing here. Like and the Elite it, controller, right? 
Yeah, it's like a hybrid of the satellite and a normal D-pad. I don't think I can say anything about how it feels yet. Again, like, I don't know. I'm probably breaking NDA right now. Who knows? And I think it feels like an Xbox controller, even without it. Precisely. And then, like, because it's so small. It's like the size of the palm of your hand. Not even. Yeah, don't crush it. The Xbox 598. That's the, uh, that's the C. 599, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. The one terabyte thing. It's actually really cool. Um, It only goes in the one direction so you can't like stuff it up like it just literally won't okay that's, that's the right way and there's like a little click when it goes in if you try to flip it around and do it the other way it's kind of like a usb it just like it won't it won't go so so you have to try it three times then it will go in <laughs> pretty much yeah. but once it's in there like i don't know if you're ever going to take it out really yeah well that's good i mean they they only revealed a few days ago that they, there are going to be other manufacturers making these. There's going to be different sizes. They just wanted the one terabyte there for launch. So they had an option, um, but there will be more options. So it's not the only thing you can get. And they will probably be expensive. So it will definitely be expensive. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so we have a preview that's going to be going up at the end of next week. And that's where I get to say all the stuff that I'm really not able to say right now. Um, but we can talk about a couple of things if you want. I don't have anything written down. It's all on the computer behind me. I thought I'd do this for show rather than like. Use. Yeah, it's all, it's all in your head. You know everything. Basically, the, right. here's what I'm getting. The well, Xbox Series X loads games faster. Yes. So we, we, we can talk about load times. We can talk about power up start time. We can talk about quick resume. And there's one more thing. Oh, data transfer. So um, the Series X has an SSD, a solid state drive, as opposed to a traditional hard drive with the spinny bit in the inside. That's the, how I'm going to describe it. That's the technical um, term. So uh, you can get old games from your Xbox One or no, well, not your 360 from your Xbox One to your Series X uh, through network transfer, which I can't really talk about yet, but you've seen how network transfer works if you've used it on Xbox One. Nothing changes. It is really dependent on your network for speeds rather than anything else. Um, you can move things from external USB 3.0 hard drives onto the Xbox Series SSD or expansion card SSD. Uh, which is probably the fastest way to do it. Um, but you can play non-Xbox Series X games on USB expansion yeah. drives. Things that we've already covered. Um, to get the full benefits of the Series X, obviously you want to put things on the internal drive. So we've done a whole bunch of tests on how long it takes to move things to the Xbox Series X. The next bit that I'm going to test is how long it takes to put things off of the Xbox Series X onto a hard drive because you have to juggle uh, your games because you only have a finite amount of space and you probably don't want to spend uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on those Seagate expansion cards right now. Uh, j- yeah, the gist is it's faster doing things with an Xbox Series X as opposed to the dodgy old hard drive on an Xbox One X. Same thing for loading times. Sometimes it doubles, or sorry, halves the loading time into a game. Sometimes they're pretty comparable. It's like maybe like 10 or 20 seconds difference. Like there's some ones that are blistering crazily fast and ones that are average. Um, Quick resume is really cool. It will um, suspend your games by kind of like saving the, the game state in the internal uh, memory of the Xbox. So if you're bouncing between like Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Resident Evil 3 or Doom Eternal or whatever, it just kind of like picks up where you leave off. Um, 
it also works with 360. And the weird thing about 360 is you have to kind of play differently if you're going to be using Quick Resume. So as an example, if you're playing Doom and you switch to Resident Evil 3, you just hit the guide button and switch and it'll take you out of Doom and drop you into Resident Evil and you will get in there and you'll be in a pause screen and you hit, yep, resume and you just keep playing. Um, because that's kind of how the nature of Xbox One games work with the guide. But because 360 wasn't kind of designed with that guide in mind, you will just like, if you use quick resume with 360 games, you will just leave where you are standing. If you're playing Halo and you're in like the middle of a firefight with a, a grunt or something, you will just leave that, go to your other game. If you come back, you won't come in with a nice like unpause, keep playing mindset. You will just literally be back in that shootout with a grunt. So if you aren't paying attention and you kind of set down the controller or something, or you look away from the TV, you will just immediately get shot and killed. So so you should probably anyway. pause and then jump out. On that's what you have to get. That's what you have to get used to doing. And well, I it's you'll one forget. button. It's easy. You'll get there. Like, and it's a cool feature, but I also don't really see myself bouncing around like five games at once. Like, no, but you don't need it. Playing. You don't need it for five. You need it for one or two. Like, how yeah. many times are you playing something and you think, oh, I'm going to go play this quickly? And then you go back to that first one you were playing before, and it takes half an hour to get into it. So that's what it's for. Well, something that I actually would use it for is because the NHL games have that shitty bunch of achievements tied to hockey ultimate team, like the card based, like it's like FUT in FIFA. Um, there's achievements for like opening up a hundred daily bonus packs. And Ooh. as the game, and it, it's once a, every 24 hours, but once new games come out, they lessen that time. So I've been trying to mop that up in NHL 17, 18 and 19 and 20 right now. So I like literally will open a game, open the card pack, close it, go to the next one, open the card pack, close it, go to the next one, open the card pack, close it. And now I can just like bounce between the games, like straight into that menu, just go like open, done, switch, open, done, switch, open, done, switch. It'll like shave off hours of time theoretically i'm so sorry listeners that steve has an xbox series one and this is his big takeaway it's that he can open card packs in nhl games real quick <laughs> you're welcome people oh my that's cat's the next gen feature my cat's coming to visit so that's there's a video bonus for the podcast oh she left well you probably saw my cat anyway so that's cool um i think that's all i have to say about xbox stuff unless you have questions you want to try to ask me that i might not answer i don't think so because you can't talk about anything really but the fact what about the coolness factor you have a new console next gen's always exciting you've had to do it from a work perspective where you're doing all these loading tests but is there still that fun of you opened a new console or are you past that um it's been a week, so I'm kind of past it. And like, it's that thing of sadly, especially on the Xbox side now, there's not, there's not like a new game to play. And I'm testing mm. backwards compatibility this week. So it's just like old games, faster, slightly better looking, but like, it's like, it's good. It, like, I, I don't mean to seem like i'm not grateful for the opportunity but it, it's a different launch we've already talked about this before it's not the here's your one big game that's next gen it's your here's more powerful way to play a bunch of existing games initially at least so that is yeah. this console generation and it's the same on ps5 pretty much all those games are across gen 2 so yeah that's just where we're at, at the moment and the good news is next week there will be actually new games that i get to preview but i can't 
can't talk about them right now. Oh, so. that's exciting. Yeah. Well, while <laughs> now, you were now busy. I'm an, now I'm not grateful and a wanker because I'm talking about things that are embargoed. Sorry. While, while you busy. were busy playing with your fancy new Xbox, we were watching a Japanese and drinking this beer, which is, I didn't see how big that is compared to an Xbox. So how would I, how would I know? That's how you compare everything. Okay. Oh God, Xbox I'm going to drop this. Uh, okay, hold on. It looks pretty heavy. It's, okay. it's, it's hefty, but like once it's in your entertainment unit, you're not going to do gonna much. You're not going to pick it up. With it. There you go. Okay, so it's actually pretty much a beer bottle, a little bit. It's more. almost a beer bottle. It's an Asahi bottle, tall and a bit. Okay, that's that is a exclusive fact here. I don't think we've had the Asahi comparison yet. Uh, speaking of Japan and Asahi, out of Japan today, we got a PS4. No, not PS4. PS5 teardown, which Sony has been promising for a long time. They finally basically ripped one apart and shown us what's there. Uh, from a user point of view, we've got to see how the stand works. So it's way more complicated than I thought. I thought it was going to mm. be like a, like, remember like the PS2 stand and like the Wii stand, like just a little bit of plastic, but it's, it's actually got a tool to take it apart and it can hold its own screw in there. And you kind of clip it on if you want to go horizontal. Uh, we saw how the memory expansion will work, which is way more complicated than the Xbox, but we already knew that was going to be the case. And we saw that those big gigantic white fins can come off pretty easily. So I think there's definitely going to be an option to buy a black one if that's what you want, probably next year. Uh, and third parties will come out with their own fancy colors, weird designs. Um, so if you want to customize it, I think that'll be there. Or you could spray paint it yourself if you really hate the white. I wouldn't. I think that would look terrible, but you could. Uh, so yeah, we learned that. We pretty much saw inside that it's all heat sink. Like it's fifth, there's like half of it. It's this gigantic heat sink and this massive fan. So They've obviously, they've done pretty similar to Xbox, which is we're worried that you're going to overheat this thing. Try to do it if you can, because we've really gone to town and calling. Uh, hopefully it's quieter. I think that's what we've heard, but none of us have it uh, to test yet. So we don't really know, but the PS4 is very loud, uh, much louder than the Xbox One X. So I'm imagining this is all part of that. It's going to run much cooler. It's not going to have overheating issues that's what they were showing us basically look how well this is designed i think it was designed pretty well as someone who has no idea how these things really work it looks good to me it looks really cool and there's like we, we got to see the slot where the uh, like non-existent extra memory mm. or not memory like storage can go not that we know like what actually would fit in there yet but that's really cool it has a USB-C, uh which the xbox series don't um and their USB ports are super speed, so they do 10 gigabits per second instead of five, which is what the ones on the Xbox Series consoles will do, which I don't know if that's a huge deal or not, because you're wanting to mm. you're wanting to play games still on the SSD, so that's like maybe to transfer them a little bit quicker. So that's that's a bonus yeah, to that. Probably. But that's Looks it's really good. cool. We it finally saw it. Uh, the other thing they announced is trophies are changing a little bit. Yeah, um, they're pretty much just scaling the level. So at the moment, you can go up to level 100, and they're taking it to level uh, 999. So you, my understanding is, if you're level 40 or something, you'll automatically be scaled along to where you should be. Yeah, which I and guess if you're is level pretty much 100. Yeah. yeah, and if you're level 100, you'll you're not 100 anymore, which is good. So yeah, it's not like you lost any progression. Exactly. And that is all they're changing, I think, unless they're giving more weighting to platinums or something. But I didn't really read into it that much. Well, they are. They kind of are now because you get you get more. The, the, the way that the points are allocated is different to match the new levels. Um, 
And it's kind of like if you're in an RPG and you're just starting out, like you'll hit from level one to like level 10 or something like far quicker than you will yep. to get to 11 and 12 and 13 and so on and so forth. So my cat is walking in the background. So if I'm shaking in the camera, we're not having an earthquake. Well, you were before, but not at the moment. The cat does uh, not care for next gen console chat. She, clearly, She, she cares not. Um, mm. What else do we have to talk about? That's, that's kind of all Sony based. People were freaky because Peter Parker's face changed. Or will mm. change. Well, potentially. His, next, his next gen face has changed, definitely. His last gen face will not change. That's pretty much what you're paying for in the remastered version of Spider-Man. You get the new <laughs> Peter Parker and you're getting some ray tracing and a little bit slightly improved textures. It's already a really good looking game. I don't mean that in a bad way. There's not that much they can do to it, at least at launch while everyone's still figuring out the console. So uh, the Insomniac's... Um, reasoning is they needed someone's first of all i didn't realize that the actor was not also the face actor i just assumed same guy the voice actor and motion nope. capture actor no they've got a guy doing the voice work the same guy does the motion capture and then they had a different face actor who basically they just use his face and apply it to the motion capture guy's movements yes said, and that guy just coincidentally is yuri lowenthal who was the voice the original voice of the prince of persia in sands of time and he's coming back to be the prince again in the prince of persia sands of time remake so, so he's got plenty of work and he's old so that's why he's not the face of Peter oh Parker, okay because okay. he's like 23 well, that, in the game or something that makes sense uh okay so basically <laughs> they've said to match his amazing motion capture we needed a, a different, not a younger face, but a different face. Because the guy who did the first one was only in his mid-20s too, but it just didn't match properly. But He looks uh, a lot older than the new face, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. So the new the guy, I assumed he was meant to be about 30. That was kind of what he looked like, or late 20s Yeah. in the game. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he's meant to be 23. So the new actor is 26, but he looks like he's a 19-year-old. He's very Tom Holland-esque. Bit of a yeah. fake Tom Holland. That's clearly what they're going for. Like, absolutely. There's no, when they cast this, they claim it's just this guy happens to match the motion capture work perfectly. The other guy doesn't. That's maybe true, but that's part of the story here. They clearly wanted more of a, people think Spider-Man is this forever 19 year old Tom Holland. I don't know how old he is now. He's about 25 probably, but he looks like he's 19 and he will yeah. for 10 years probably. Uh, and some people don't mind. Some people are not happy that they've changed it because I think I did like the original spider-man i didn't know, don't know why we had to change it here it's totally future proofing because he'll he'll obviously be in miles morales and he'll be in spider-man 2 when it comes out and i reckon they just if you look now if you look back at the because it looked fine to me if you look at peter parker in ps4 now and look at the new one one does kind of look uncanny valley, like weird plasticky, and one mm. looks like the new one. <laughs> so I think that they're literally just doing this for when they keep going on Spider-Man on PS5. And fair Probably. enough. Like you can just say that maybe and it would have alleviated some of the outrage. I think the fact that he's is so clearly a similar look to the Avengers movie Spider-Man, but obviously not Tom Holland, is why but they're not saying that. And they're saying it's a it's a totally different reason, which is probably true but they're just not even admitting that it looks a lot like him, a very similar style guy. If they just kind of said, yeah, it does kind of look like him, but that's not why we did it. I don't think people would have such a big deal. Yeah. It's like Tom Holland light, but I guess like yeah. really it's, it's kind of generic, <laughs> generic teen white guy is, is well, also it's the Tom accurate. Holland we could afford is what they didn't say. Basically <laughs> we couldn't afford this guy. Like I'm sure they could have 
de-aged me a little bit they have the technology i would have been spider-man i would have charged half the price of whatever the guy who is mm. now spider-man would have charged but well i've seen the irishman i don't know if they do have the technology that good yet Pretty are you saying close. i'm that old is that what oh <laughs> thank you very much i'm, I'm so glad we that. went on video for this one i just I'm feel so much that. happier about well, maybe myself. zoom has a function where they can de-age give you the robert de niro oh the... there is there's like a softening thing i should have turned on the softening filter okay darn it doesn't hmm. matter um where do where did we even leave off with console pre-orders last time we talked did I tell you on this show about what happened to me at Target? I don't think I did. We talked about what happened to you. Yeah, uh, I don't think we got that far. It happened to me a week later. So what? let's recap, shall we? <laughs> uh, uh, the whole morning was a blur. Listen to the last episode. We pretty much went play by play of what happened up until about 3 p.m. last episode. You got a Target pre-order. I got a Target pre-order. They took the full 749. Later that day, you got your money back and they canceled you. I thought that meant I'd drawn the golden ticket. I just got a lucky one. They were just giving them out randomly, which did seem to be what was happening. Yeah. One whole week later, I got an email saying insufficient stock. Here's your money back. Very annoyed. If that was the only pre-order I had, I'd be very annoyed. Um, then they Luckily, emailed, you had 17. I had three. Okay. Uh, I'll admit. And I know some people are annoyed about people going with multiple pre-orders and I get it, but I think that the state, this is why we had to do it. The way that things were run, you had to hedge your bets to a degree. And I still don't know what I'm getting. Well, um, I had I had one pre-order and then I had two and then I had three and then I had one and then I had two. Like, I don't know. Like, But I only had two pre-orders at one point because EB didn't give me one. And then like eight hours later, they did. So yeah, hmm. like anybody that gets pissed off at someone for having multiple pre-orders, I don't. I don't follow that argument because people were literally just scrambling, trying to get one. And then sometimes you just happen to hit like two or three at the same time because you were that desperate. So I think now if you've, uh, we'll get to it in a second, how JB have confirmed some people are launch day. Then you, now that you know, you're getting one on launch, that's the time to cancel the others. Other people can get them now. But at the time we didn't know. So what happened after that is target then told people who they kept, you're not getting on release day. We don't know when you're getting it. And Xbox ANZ actually jumped in on the tweet about that and said, no, no shipments have been delayed yet. Uh, we don't know what this is about. And then nothing came of that. So if you've got one at Target, I wouldn't be putting too much faith into that. Correct. Then JB happened. So um, JB lost a lot of faith with people on both consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. But it did seem like if you pre-ordered a PlayStation, you definitely got it at launch. If you pre-ordered an Xbox, you probably didn't. So I'd... Because yeah, like from day, like dot, soon as pre-orders were taken, there was that little disclaimer mm, at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. Yep, saying this doesn't guarantee launch day. So like at least now, you kind of knew what you're getting in for, but like still, you'd hope that if you had an 8:01 pre-order that you would. You, would be you okay. did get it. It seems to be about 10 minute window. If you got in that 10 minutes, which happened to be the 10 minutes the website didn't work, you got one. Uh, I think people are probably rightly annoyed because the PS5 had the same disclaimer. And if you bought in that same initial window, um, they pretty, I haven't found anyone who bought in that first like hour of PS5s who didn't get one. They all got launch. Not the case for Xbox. Um, we've talked about that before too. The surprise launch of the PS5 kind of meant that scalpers couldn't get on board like they did for the Xbox. That's probably why there's a big difference. Or there's way more PS5s in Australia than there are Xbox, which may also be true. Or we both. don't know what the stock is. Probably both. Yeah. I would say a bit of both. Um, so then what happened at JB is they came out and they said, if you did get one, we're going to SMS you at some point very soon. You need to pay within five days and you cannot use gift cards, which yes, really annoyed Yes, sort of. They said, we're going to let you know that you have to pay soon. 
That's what they yeah. initially said. And that was, oh, and no gift cards. Yeah. And then I think two, two days, days later, later, they it gave was, the deadline. Yeah. Reiterated no discards of five days. So that is still at time of listening and recording this Sunday, the 10th, 11th, Sunday the 11th at midnight, basically. That's when you've got to. Yep. Presumably, if you don't pay, they haven't really outlined it. And I've actually seen an email from JB which said, we don't have a process for what to do yet. Oh, I thought it pay. said, if I thought the SMS said, if you don't pay, you lose your spot. Or like something alluded to, you'll lose your spot in the queue. It so it said, seems like they'll like bump people up if you don't hmm. pay in time. Correct. That's what it seems like. It uh, it said something like, you don't lose your spot in the queue, pay by this time. Like it didn't actually say you'll definitely lose it. It implied that. Um the JB sales staff have been saying different stuff to different people. They're pretty much everyone just publishes their emails. So whatever you're telling on JB, people are sharing that information. And I saw one where the person said, we actually don't have a process of what to do for the non-payers yet. If they're going to give them an extension, if they're going to move out the next person, probably because they don't know how many people are not going to pay. If they have a small amount of people, they might give them a reminder. If they have thousands, they might just move people up. So we have no idea what's going to happen there. Then they backtracked. So there was a lot of rage basically about no gift cards because a lot of people have bought them. Um, I think it's a bit foolish of people who have been like, I've been saving up my money by buying JB gift cards. Like, yeah, that's weird. Money. But also like for Christmas, people don't know what mm. to get me. So they buy me JB gift cards. So, so I there's that too. They're, that's the those. people I feel sorry for. The people who knew that they were pre-ordered console, you know, they had a birthday or something. Their parents like, here you go. I bought you the... Um, the gift card, and then they couldn't use it. So what you have to do is you still have to pay. You have to find that $700 cash on or credit on a credit card or PayPal. Then you need to submit your gift card to them via a form, and they will get back to you by basically redeeming the gift card and then refunding the money. Pretty much proving that it wasn't a dodgy business tactic of we just wanted to get more cash in. It was our new system hasn't had gift cards added yet, which is still ridiculous because their website has a functionality, but they're now probably going to lose a bunch more money because heaps of manual work has to be done here. Yeah. And, well, and it's, it's hmm. shitty on their part because it's not like they said or admitted to any of that before all this happened. They're just like, now no. we're not taking gift cards too bad. And then that, that led Biteside and, and uh, Seamus Byrne to go to Choice and then Choice was made aware of it. They're a consumer ad, a consumer advocacy group, um, and that happened like yesterday. And then today, this has all started yep. to kind of trickle out. So, um, I, so I that's think why this has happened. Yeah, the 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 risk of people reporting them to the ACCC and having to deal with the fallout of not accepting gift cards, even though they had nothing in their terms and conditions about gift cards. Yep. not being applicable or redeemable for these things. Like it's 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 sad that it kind of had to take this weird meandering route to get to where we are, but at least there's a resolution now. Yeah, so, so thank you, Choice, because if they hadn't got involved, I don't think this would have happened. I think uh, the general media exposure, so like having it up on our side and the other media outlets that covered it was very important and that got the message out there, but it was ultimately Choice getting involved and saying, oh, big time. here's some facts, not just what some people think. Because uh, the people raging in Facebook groups and stuff, that's not going to do anything. It needed that. Needed enough people probably complained, plus Choice kind of telling people what to do. They told people to complain. Uh, really pushed it on because I suspect in this high-level JV meeting, they probably did just talk about this, saying what are people going to do who have gift cards? And they probably said, you know, we've got them where we want them, really. If you want this console, we're giving you five days. If you don't pay, you're not getting it. And you can't pre-order one anywhere else. 
they yeah. probably thought people would just do what they said. So it's a little bit of a win for the consumers. They, I don't think JB did this on purpose. I think they were just, they didn't have a technical way yet. And they thought yeah. people won't complain. They want their console and good work people. Enough of you complain to nicely, I hope. Well, yeah, that's the person at JB didn't make this decision that you're talking to. So, uh, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's kind of a cop out to just go, Oh, COVID, you know, like we're not prepared. We weren't ready for this, but like also COVID no. we're not prepared. We're not ready for this. So like, there, like that will, it, you get a little bit of leeway with that, but then it's weird. We saw the series X in December last year. Like if you were going to do a payment system online like this, even without COVID or in March, you knew, probably knew stores were going to be closed. Like you had time to figure this out. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to a story that I broke this week as well about pre-orders, because God, that's all we seem to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, people were finding it and not just in Victoria, but obviously it's a lot harder in Victoria um, to cancel a pre-order of a PS5 or an Xbox through EB games or a Telstra pre-order on the Xbox all, ac- all access program, because people were trying to cancel pre-orders same boat that you were kind of talking about before, Ben, like you, you just happened to kind of grab two or three because you were so desperate to get one. And then once you figure out where the, the release dates sit, then you get rid of the ones you don't want. And I, I honestly, I think that's absolutely fine um, for people to do. But especially in Victoria, people were trying to do that with uh, EB um, and with Telstra. And basically the, the consensus was, oh, you, you have to go into a store to do that. Even though you ordered online, you have to go into a store to, to cancel, mm. which I find very strange to begin with. Um, but I reached out to, to both EB and Telstra. EB has said, no, 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 definitely phone our customer call center and explain um, that, you know, you've had- There's a pandemic in Victoria. I would like to cancel my order, please. Well, and like, so apparently the policy is that you have to go into a store and I'm like, well, that's bullshit. It's a, it's a, it's a pandemic. So even if you're in Adelaide and yeah. you don't have to go into a store, why would you? So like, if, if I could give you 200 bucks on my credit card on a website at eight in the morning, one morning, you can just give it back to me and cancel my pre-order. I don't have to yeah. go into your store. Well, that and was my I guess, problem. Of course. I could not give them $200 on their website. They well, refused to go. accept it. <laughs> so I don't have to cancel now. So EB, EB is like phone phone us. Don't use the web contact form. Don't, don't use the email address. Just phone us and explain the situation and we'll give you the, we'll give you the cancellation. Um, Telstra, the only way to contact Telstra right now, because they're so like in lockdown themselves because of the pandemic, if you phone Telstra, you basically just get this automated thing, which pushes you to the My Telstra app or just gives you some recorded answer that doesn't even like relate to your question and then hangs up on you. So you have to use the Telstra, My Telstra app chat for support. And people have sent me images so not emails i haven't had forwarded emails because it's all just like images from chat so i didn't run any texts i'm like eh, it could be doctored somehow but i've seen enough to very wholeheartedly believe that telstra chat is saying too bad go into a store i talked to telstra about it they're like yep we'll get back to you they've had a week and a half they haven't gotten back to me and i've tried to reach out like four times so i don't know what you do with telstra uh telstra social media picked up on our story and said oh just use the my telstra app chat and i'm like well that didn't work in the first place so Mm. like you can try it your mileage may vary we have like the tweet from the telstra account saying like you can definitely do this so that might help you in your quest but who knows that i I yeah i can see why telstra is different because you're signing up to a 24-month contract which has a minimum uh cancellation fee basically which is the console plus one month Yep. And 
So once you have the console, it'll be easy to cancel the whole thing, but it's just canceling that order. They don't seem to have a process for it. And you should be able to before they ship it. But yeah. they, yeah, well, they even don't with the phone, have a process for it. There's that cooling off period if you get a phone, but that's like when the phone is actually in your hands and you have like, I think it's a mm. day or something to, to say, oh, no, bad, I don't want to do this. Um, but this is different to me. And like, again, I have no idea about how consumer law works. Um, like you don't, ha you haven't given the money. You don't have a console yet. You should just be able to have them like, yeah, undo I would think it, so. You'd think. Um, so see how you go. If you are successful or not, and you feel like reaching out to us to kind of help me figure out what to do, please, by all means, do. And I'll keep hitting up Telstra for more. I don't know. It is annoying because Telstra is the only place you can get one this year. So they still have Wave 2 stock available, which is meant to ship if all things go well on the 9th of December. 9th, yeah. So you will get it around the 15th, which I assume is when that Wave 2 from JB, because my text said you'll get it just before Christmas. I'm not liking that word just in there. If they if they'd said before Christmas, I would have been great. It's coming in December. Just before makes me think it's coming on the 23rd of December. But never mind. Um, yeah, I would order one from Telstra if I knew I could cancel it. But I um, don't think I'd be able to. Well, yeah, I put in one because I just feel like I like the idea of having two years of Xbox Game Pass as well. And it made it so like less stressful. So like I, my intent was to pre-order two Xboxes. I did once through EB so I can use all my old consoles and just like trade it in for basically a free console. And then the all access is like what, 46 bucks on my Telstra bill, which is already including my NBN on my phone. So like, it'll be like my Telstra bill is gonna be like 200 bucks, I think, instead of 150 or 60, but like, eh, whatever, like, and it's a tax write-off because I do internet things with video games. So mm, everybody wins. Exactly. No problems there. Right. That's and the end of pre-order news. Finance talk with Stephen Ben. Um, do you want to know how to get a console? We don't know, basically. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Let's, we don't know how to cancel your console. We don't know either. Let's never, ever pre-order anything ever again. Well, then you would never get one. There, there oh, are rumors true. today that you will be able to walk into a store and get one. Now, that's based on US comments. I think in America, that's true because that's how they operate. I would be very surprised if you could walk into an EB or a JB and just pick one up on the 10th of November or the 12th of November, um, especially because people have got texts saying like, your Xbox is coming at Christmas time. If they then sold some to customers off the shelf, that would just destroy JB. Like it's- I just don't think, I don't think we're, I don't think we're in a position to be able, especially in like Victoria, I don't even know if shops are going to be open by then. Like, oh, there's that factor too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, there's all this logistical stuff. Like, I just feel like, as a retailer, if I had the choice to decide if I was going to pre order everything or just put it on the shelf and see what happens, like, you don't want people in your store right now. And if you can guarantee you're going to sell the things, even on your dodgy, like, in need of an update e commerce website, like, you just, you'd go that route and just sell them all and just, like, have to figure out how you get them to people rather than worrying about, like, a queue of people just like huddled around the front of your shop when you really don't want people to be doing that. But even outside of that, I don't think you can pre-sell someone something for six weeks away and then just sell one you have now to someone else who just walked in. I don't yeah. think they're going to do that. Agreed. Maybe a small retailer will. Maybe you walk into like a big W or something and they've got one or two left, which they didn't pre-sell, but I, I don't think so. I think if you click and collected from a JB or an EB, that's how many consoles they're getting sent to their store. They're not 100%. getting any extras. So yeah. We don't know how to get one, basically. 
and that's what? it for next gen chat <laughs> until next week when i get to so that's true we'll we'll do our well i'll do I, I don't know what i'm doing ben god i'm so tired um but in a happy way this is the exciting bit next week's the exciting bit where i get to actually like weigh into all the things that i want to say right now but i can't um including why i can't put the xbox where the light box is etc i'm um, looking forward to that that's the most exciting part for it'll me. be fun and i get to talk about all the stuff like i we we had a chat with um jason ronald who's the xbox program manager uh, I think you tweeted something, Ben, today, where like he's this the coolest looking dude. He's like just bald. He's got like a yeah, like a, got a ZZ big top beard. beard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's and he's like super nice, and he he answered a whole bunch of really cool questions. But again, I can't. It's good for me to know, and I can use it for next week. But I can't say anything about it this week. So anyway, um, let's talk about things we can talk about. You've played two games. I've I've seen you play the one that I played. Um, yep. Them being Crash Bandicoot 4 and FIFA 21. Let's talk about FIFA first because it's probably boringer. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. This is the most boring FIFA of the whole generation. So that is what I'd put out there. Put that uh, on the box. <laughs> only because they really phoned this one in. Now, I still like it. because So basically, every year, I'll give you a quick rundown. They normally add in a new mode or they overhaul a mode and they have a big new on-field feature and then they do a bunch of tweaks. No new mode this year. They added in Volta last year, which is like street football. It's very much like FIFA Street from the mid-2000s. Really fun. It's great for people who don't really play very often because you can just pick it up and play. You kind of get it. You score over there. There's no goalie in three-on-three. Real FIFA is a bit complicated if you don't play very much. So I had a friend come over who played FIFA like in the early 2000s. Not really into it since then, but he could play this. So that's what that is. But it's the same as last year. on field, they have like some buzz term of agile dribbling. Basically, they've just increased the pacing. They've made attackers who are quick, more dangerous, uh, more valuable, which is what they had a few years ago. And they've nerfed defenders. Defenders were probably too strong last year. So they just, they don't know what the balance is and they keep changing it being like, maybe, maybe this is what you want. And anyway, this is, this is probably the smallest tweaks we've had in a while. And then they have updated career mode, which is actually the mode I prefer to play. They've stolen a bunch of stuff from Football Manager, but kind of the light version. So it's still fun. It's not that Football Manager really deep. Um, I'm not going to say boring, but detailed level of management is lighter. Is it called um, be a pro or is it called career mode? Because like I'm thinking mode. NHL style and they have like be a pro, be a GM. It, seem, it seems like this yeah, is well, like a mixture. Same. So when you choose, you, you do a player career or a manager career so i'm talking manager career is more like football manager gotcha um cool stuff in there so the main feature which is different is uh interactive sim so instead of just simming the whole match you can start the sim you can kind of see like a basically a radar of what's happening in the game the whole match takes like a minute but you can kind of see what's going on you can make changes to tactics if you want if things aren't going your way or at any point you can say take control and you start playing from that point so that's pretty cool um yeah, a few other things like the trading and stuff, they've upgraded it. So the mode, which I think a lot of people don't play, but I do, they've finally upgraded. Like it's been the same the whole generation. So that's why I like it. But if you play Ultimate Team, you play just general online, you play online clubs, it's the same as last year. Maybe a little bit worse because the pacing is worse than last year. Um, so that's where we've left this generation. But it's only half a game because the next gen version will be slightly different. I think it will be very similar. So in 2014, I don't know if you recall because it didn't apply to NHL, but it applied to EA's other sports games. There was a last-gen version and then an Ignite version on the launch consoles, and it was like a totally different game. It doesn't apply to NHL this year either. (laughs) 
What's NAL Joe running on? Is that still on it's what? Just, it's just going to be Xbox One and PS4. There's no next-gen oh, okay. version. Well, it I think it's, I think that's basically happening to FIFA 2. Like, I feel like the next-gen the next gen FIFA is going to be the same game. It's still on Frostbite. It's just going to look a bit better. Like, Messi's sweat is going to be slightly more realistic. There's but it's a free not a big difference. upgrade. Free upgrade. It's not like an NBA free upgrade where you got to pay extra money. Proper free upgrade. Free until FIFA 22 comes out, by which point no one would buy this game anyway. So, good free upgrade. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's FIFA right. for this year. Hmm. Sounds average. Well, it sounds 7.5. Average is 5. It sounds better than average. It sounds it's still perfectly adequate. good game. There's just, if you haven't bought FIFA for three years, go for this one. If you buy it every year and you're kind of wondering, do I need to buy this year? No, you do not. There you go. And it's kind of nice. Like you can, you, it's one of those things where it's not like you're like, like NHL, where you're just going to buy it and it's just back compat. So you're not like seeing any cool little bump mm. if you are you will see switching generations you, yeah you get that little extra bonus as well so that's cool that's that is true unlike last gen if you wanted to play now you may as well buy it now and then it's a good test of here's what you're getting remember it's early generation here's the difference between last and you can play it on the same machine you can play well not on xbox as you know you can because it's a different version of the game so i suspect there'll be different achievement lists different trophies because it's not smart delivery so it should oh, be two yeah. separate there games. you go so other games, yeah, not not so much, but um, yeah, cool. It's basically smart delivery because they some saves carry over, but not everything. Um, but then it's not smart delivery because EA won't control over it. They want to be able to tell you from this day onwards, we're not doing that anymore. That's an article for whenever we know the information and that goes up, so people aren't as confused about how FIFA saves work or something. I don't know. Maybe it's in the review actually, basically the oh. gist of it. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> The, what I think happens at least is in the review. I haven't played the next-gen version, so I don't know. It's been a long week. Um, mm. Something that you won't see any... Well, that's not true. You will see a little bit of a bump in terms of maybe frame rate and stuff is uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time because it is just going to be an Xbox One and PS4 title. Mm. Uh, obviously, back and pat on your next-gen console if you so choose to play it. And if you're not great at Crash games, you might need that extra bit of time because you won't be good enough to finish it before the next gen consoles come out it's like it's legit it's tough hard yeah. but it's legit hard in the way that you can either play it like it is like a 1990s uh naughty Platformer. dog game mm. i was just thinking naughty dog and i just couldn't yeah. think of naughty dog um where like you can have a set number of lives and if you exhaust them you're done um i have totally not I have no regrets about playing this in modern style, which means you just have infinite lives and you just keep hitting checkpoints until you decide mm. to beat the game or beat that level. And it will help you out by like adding extra checkpoints. I think one time it only happened once and I don't want to keep being really bad to see if it keeps happening. I think one time I actually got skipped ahead a, a bit in a level just because I was so atrocious at the bit that Ooh, I was playing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was on it. I was on a time constraint. I had to finish the review. So um, it's, uh, do you like it i, like I really it. like it i think it's really good they've captured that um what made the originals work so well and there's absolutely no doubt when they did the remaster of the first three they they took what they learned from doing that and they applied that to here's what makes a good game they probably even looked at these sequels that came on like the ps2 and the xbox afterwards and thought this is why these ones were terrible by comparison and it's exactly why they just cut them out like in, in the in the new crash canon they don't exist this is just exactly. the fourth one it's always existed after the well it's i guess there's reasons that that's all happened you're fighting space and time so that kind of lets them take chunks out of the timeline and rearrange but 
Uh, I started like you on modern mode because it pretty much tells you this is what you should do. But I changed back to classic because I, I felt it didn't feel right to me. I felt like I'm getting all these apples and I'm not getting anything for it because if you get the lives, you're kind of like, yes, my life counter is like 15. I feel like I'm in a good place. And you lose five lives real quick on the same jump that you keep missing. And you like hate yourself because you just like, it's ticking down. And that's part of crash for me. Like I feel like without having that, like getting, without having that threat of losing lives, why am I collecting all this stuff? Ben, in the but, second last hmm. level, I died 47 times before I finished. Okay. Now 47. You, you can change that at any time. So yeah. if I get stuck anywhere, I haven't finished it yet. I've only played through the first like three world things, maybe. Uh, if I get stuck, I'm changing it back because I don't want to get stuck on one level for 47 deaths and lose 47 lives. It's yeah, it's very, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not like that makes it any easier. It's, it's still extremely difficult. And if you want to get the extra things like, so there's, there's like a hundred plus levels. I think, I can't remember. I wrote an article about it. I think there's like 40 three or something i want to say levels like if you just play the, the standard levels from start to end you beat the game but then there's every level has an inverted mode which is a weird way of saying it's like a little bit different and they put on this crappy visual filter that makes me want to vomit it's just like neony okay. gross Ugh, it doesn't i don't like it um and then there's um you can play as neocortex you can play as tana and you can play as dingo dial in some levels so there's a couple extra uh, and then like every level has a time trial and then within every single level you get uh, gems for finding a hidden gem in the level and for collecting 30, 60, 80 wampa fruit, I think. Uh, and then like for dying less than three times. So there's like, if you want it to be challenging and you want to collect all the things and get the hidden gems and find the colored gems and get the extra special ending, like you will sink a lot of time in this game, into this game, unless you're super, super good. Um, and even when you're super, super good, I think it's still going to be pretty challenging uh, nonetheless. So I, it's it's nice. It's not overly challenging. It's a little bit frustrating at, at times, but it would be a lot worse if it was kind of like super traditional retro style crash. I think it's challenging if you want it to be. Like you can probably smash through to get to the end of the level. If you're thinking I need to get every crate, there's always a couple which are just out of reach, which you will die a bunch of times trying to get. That's even in the early levels which i'm still playing so it can be as it can be much harder if you want it to be which is very crash so i think they've got the tone perfect it looks really good but it is only 1080p even on the um enhanced console so don't expect 4k on the next gen consoles because it can't be be 1080 at most so that's a bit weird um but it looks good anyway yeah it, yeah it's the the animation style and the way that it's presented like it, it doesn't need to it's not realistic it it doesn't need it yeah. cartoony and looks great um and the cutscenes, it's just like it, it feels like this was a naughty dog game. Like I just I don't know. It's it everything just feels so right. It just fits. Especially after like and maybe it's because we've all just played Insane Trilogy and like, you know, that's Toys for Bob and God, who took the lead on that? Vicarious Visions? Yes. Yep. I think so. Um, like kind of taking the new kind of style crash and kind of like revisiting your history but like it just it all fits really well and so this is toys for bob they helped with the the insane trilogy they did the spyro reignited trilogy and they did the spyro what's the weird thing that he had look the toys to life thing uh skylanders yes so they did all that and so like they've taken the lead on this beanox who did some of the old spider-man games for activision is helping them so like it's yeah it's that activision thing of just like eight million studios 
doing bits and bobs. It's really, really good though. I really liked it. I think we're going to see a pattern here. I think they're going to do the same thing they've done for Crash, basically remastering old games, learning from it, and then making a new one. There's no reason not to now apply this to Spyro if they wanted to Crash Cart and certainly Tony Hawk. So. Oh, definitely. They're going to put out a Tony Hawk game before Skate 4 comes out for sure and just like laugh at EA, I suppose. Yeah, but, well, we're going to get a new Tony Hawk game and I think we'll get Pro Skater 3 and 4 remastered bundled at some point too. So which way those come, I'm not sure, but they'll probably just kind of alternate between a Crash, Spyro, Tony Hawk, remaster or new game, whatever. Um, and that is in Activision. They're looking for something new. They, so they, they, they just caught every year. They've lost Destiny now. Uh, there's something different which they can kind of rely on and it's worked for them. So, And I think, I can't remember because it's been one of those weeks. I think I saw something about a listing for Xbox Series X at least for Crash 4 popping up somewhere. I'm not sure. Um, we've seen rumors of Switch. I don't know why this is a Switch game. Like it would be well, so I mean, so like for yeah, a Switch. Should go on Switch. But the the box copy I have says Xbox One, Xbox Series X on it, which is just what every current Xbox One game says. It doesn't mean it's optimized for Series X. That is what gets a bit confusing. It's not a Series X game, yeah. but it can run on it. So they put that on the box. That Something I can it. definitely talk about about the Xbox Series X is that if you like if if you're playing an Xbox One right now and you want to play a back compat game if you go to an xbox 360 game it has that like label of 360 on top of it Hmm. nothing on the series x even though they're all xbox one games back and pat like there's no distinction that they're an xbox one game so like you wouldn't know that it's an xbox one game or a series x game okay because it it doesn't there's like at least no visual indicator right now that that's the case and that might change when we're getting closer to release or something but like delivery you just get the best version of it no matter what but yeah, that isn't that's a bit weird. Yeah, well, then that might change because we're far out from launch. Well, not far out. We're like a month out from launch. Well, I mean, we're literally a month out from launch. I don't think it will. I think that's part of there. We're moving. This is the upgrade generation. It's not the big new. The last one's cut off and the new one starts. It's all one big thing. So I think that's probably why. I'm fine with that. And that's why if you've seen a bit of the UI, not that I can talk about it a lot, you'll notice a lot of resemblance to something that you might already have in your house right now. I would suggest just turning on an Xbox One X because they got an update or even an Xbox One regular. The For non-preview users, it got an update only like last week yeah. with a new UI. And I'm the thinking... The new Xbox Store for sure is... is definitely got the new that. store. Yeah. And well, I got a new UI. I see my console might be in preview at it's some the in, It's the I'm insider sure. ring that has basically the UI that I have on the Series X. Okay, well, then I have that probably. I don't even remember which preview build I mean of Xbox anymore, so... So everything on Xbox One is very square and the okay. new UIs, the corners of the squares are like a little bit rounded. And everything's it's a bit the bolder easiest way. and darker. Yeah, a little yeah. bit bigger as well. So All right, that's where we're going. And that's probably us for this week. We're done with current gen games, next gen chat. If you've got an Xbox One, no, an Xbox Series X, I'll get used to that at some point to go and play and hopefully get some new games by the next time we talk. Yes, it'll be exciting. Sorry that you're having to live vicariously through me, though. Sorry. Mm. How do we find you on the internet? Uh, I am on Twitter, Ben underscore Salter, probably just complaining about pre-orders being sold out, things of that, some memes. That's pretty much all I'm doing at the moment. Finding big scoops. Finding big scoops, Ben. Occasionally. Finding big scoops. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm SWriteAU, and we're on Survivor.com. So Mm. go read it and watch a whole bunch of videos that I'm making. I'm making like one right now, actually. All right. I look forward to watching that. And that's us done for this week. Bye.